Good morning, Trinity Youth. It's December 24th, 2023. It's Haley. And Dave. Merry Merry Christmas Christmas Eve, Eve, y'all. Well, as Christmas Eve, receiving gifts, one gift we have received as the many people who have helped create this amazing experience. It's been such a joy to do this with you, Haley. It took a village. It did. Um, first thing you may notice, we have some sweet theme music that is playing right now for about 59 seconds in length, and then we'll come on at the end. Uh, this was created by friend of the podcast, Stephen Sykes. Big shout out to you, Stephen. He created this specifically just for this He is amazing. If we have show notes, we'll try to link to his stuff so you can check it out. But man, such a joy to have such great music on this show that was made just for us. So Steven, thank you. Thank you. And if you all know me and Dave, you know we love music. So Mm -hmm. meant the world. Um, Beyond that, we want to shout out to our comms team here at Trinity, um, especially Ben Parks. He made this logo Mm -hmm. for us. He's been along the way with us this whole journey, helped us figure out how to do the podcasting thing. And We feel so appreciative. So thanks to this village here at Trinity that helped us do all this. Yeah. Chris McDaniel, who showed me how to use GarageBand (laughs) to record. Jason Faulkner, who gave us this super cool microphone. I know. It's real snazzy, y'all. To all of you for listening. Oh, I mean, truly. Thank you so much. Yeah. This this has been a joy, and we we hope it's a joy to you as well. We will miss it. And who knows? Maybe podcasts will come back in some form in the future. But y'all... Beyond that, we're going to hop into our last day of the Advent podcast. We hope you guys throughout the season are finding ways to celebrate Christmas Eve with people that you love. Y'all, love is our is what this week's all about, but it's only really a day because Advent seasons are weird this year. But we have one day of Love Week, and it's such a big topic. I mean, in a world we throw around so lightly in our culture, and we're really excited to unpack that topic with you guys today. But before we do, Dave, can you tell us the story? when you first realized you loved Virginia? Oh, great question. Virginia is his wife, for those who don't know us, or Dave. So my wife and I, Virginia, have now been, we've been together over half our lives, which is amazing. Met Virginia my freshman year of college. It's her sophomore year. She was actually a resident advisor in my dorm. Um, So there are actually rules about dating, so we waited until that summer. Um, But the attraction, honestly, was building throughout the year. And uh, I remember that summer, she she was gone for a bit, and uh, or or that spring. And I took kids to Young Life Camp um, at the beginning of the summer. And while there, I remember going out to a rock at Saranac Lake. It was a beautiful point, and just reflected on this growing attraction for Virginia. And I remember realizing as I think back that there was a moment of, you know, love can be two things. It can be a noun, it can be a verb. Noun is like, I'm in love with you. It's a thing, right? A noun, a thing. It's a thing that I feel. It's a feeling in my chest. And that's great. Like that's, that's a feeling from the Lord. Um, but there's also love as a verb. Like I love you is an action that you do. This making sense? I know I'm getting English grammar on us here. Yeah, I'm fine. All right, yeah. great. So at first, when you like fall in love with somebody, it's all about the noun. It's like, I feel great. I feel, we use the words from Bambi. Does anyone watch Bambi still? I feel Twitter-pated. Isn't Bambi you. sad? Do you know that word? Doesn't Bambi die? Yeah, but like in spring, all the animals fall in love and they're Twitter-pated. You know I'm like, bad at movies, but like, sure. I was well, I'm feeling that happen, a lot, sure. right? Okay, so great, I'd, yeah. I'd be around Virginia. I'd feel Twitter-pated. Like I'd, I'd get a little nervous. Oh. I'd get a little, yeah. you no, know? We know, um, we know the and it's just like an amazing feeling. Um, but as I reflected on that rock at this beautiful space, I realized this was someone who I felt compelled not just to be around because it made me feel good, but to start living into love as a verb. Like I didn't have those 
that articulation at the time. But in hindsight, sure. I realized like this is someone who I feel like the Lord is drawing me towards to show up for for the good of her. Mm-hmm. And and I've heard it, so I forget who who said this, but um, love as Jesus shows it is is not just that feeling in your chest. It's showing up for the good of another. It's wanting the good of another. Dave, I told you that. You told me that? Isn't that liturgy that I prayed before dates? It's um, to choose someone else as good as if it were your own. Thank you. There you That's go. So good. Our combo sticks. Haley Naylor, everybody. <laughs> well, really, every woman holy, everybody, but Haley Naylor has so, taken it. I mean, such good truth. It just True. got so in my bones. I forgot where it came from. No, it's great. But yeah, I remember that. I remember writing her a note, and we started dating that summer. And man, that was the summer of 2002. And here we are 21 years later. Wow. So. Um, yeah. That's my story. There you go. Saranac. Yeah. What, what do you think about the Seems idea of, of love and the Christmas season? Yeah. I just think the word love, I mean, the American culture, even the American, like American language, the English language, in some ways, like cheapens it is the right or wrong word. Oh, for sure. But I mean, in other cultures. W- fall in love with your spouse or you could love a burrito, right? No, for <laughs> sure. And so we grew up without this differentiation and it's like, oh, well, guess I love everything. And learning how to actually have love that means something that's like worth something it takes time and takes a lot of i mean effort and i think some people we have like this hallmark movie culture where it's like it'll just come to you and it's like actually Mm -hmm. you might have to like decide yeah at some point like you'll really be like "Ah, like i don't know and it's like making the decision to really move towards something someone people that was my experience like at the lake yeah so i love that you just your own experience put words to that but um, yeah, y'all, we are going to dive into our scripture today. It paints a really beautiful picture of Christ's love for us. We're going to read from the message version today. Um, it's a little bit different. It's, I don't know, Eugene Peterson wrote it. It's pretty incredible, but it just takes it and puts it into modern English for us today. Um, we're going to read Romans 8, 35 through 39. You ready, Dave? Yeah, and this is a long one. So we will be talking a bit and we'll be splitting it up. And it is just beautiful. So we encourage you, don't tune out as you're hearing it. Uh, go read it for yourself in the message again. This is Romans 8, 35 through 39. All right, here we go. So what do you think? With God on our side like this, how can we lose? If God didn't hesitate to put everything on the line for us, embracing our condition and exposing himself to the worst by sending his own son, is there anything else he wouldn't gladly and freely do for us? And who would dare tangle with God by messing with one of God's chosen? Who would dare even to point a finger? The one who died for us, who is raised to life for us, is in the presence of God at this very moment sticking up for us. Do you think anyone is going to be able to drive a wedge between us and Christ's love for us? There's no way. Not trouble, not hard times, not hatred, not hunger, not homelessness, not bullying threats not backstabbing, not even the worst sins listed in scripture. They kill us in cold blood because they hate you. We're sitting ducks. They pick us off one by one. None of this faces us because Jesus loves us. I'm absolutely convinced that nothing, nothing living or dead, angelic or demonic, today or tomorrow, high or low, thinkable or unthinkable, Absolutely nothing can get between us and God's love because of the way that Jesus, our master, has embraced us. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Dave, in light of this scripture, that's just so good. I love how this one phrases it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What does Jesus coming to us 
in love in this Christmas season? Like, what does it have to do with love? How would you say those two connect? Yeah, man, I'm still still sitting with that. It's so it's good. good. So it's like, yeah. it moves me. It's so good. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think what you said, Haley, set up so well. Like, we have the Hallmark version of love. We have this idea of love that we have inherited. That is, love is a feeling that is for you individually, and it's like good feels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like I feel warm and fuzzy inside, and that's love. Well, and that leaves um, you empty. That crashes. That comes down oh, hard. Oh, it's not sustainable. Right. And it's like it's great. We're not saying that's a bad feeling, but in in a relationship, for example, I had to get to a point with Virginia to realize I can't just sustain a relationship based on me having warm fuzzy feels all the time. Mm-hmm. There needs to be this decision, like mm-hmm. you said, to love. And I think so. The Christmas story shows us that God so loved the world, He sent His only Son. Like that. That's not warm fuzzies. That's choosing to love on the behalf of another and we lose something in english i won't nerd out too much on this but in the original language that the new testament was written in greek there's actually four words for love yeah in the new testament we see two of them one that we don't see is the word eros which is like that romantic love and Mm -hmm. like we feel like everything is driven towards whether it's for like i said a really good burrito or for that person you fall in love with that's the word we use. Mm-hmm. And the Greeks had more words. So they had one for romantic love, eros. They had the, a, a word for like um, friendly love. Philadelphia, right, is based on this. Phylos is uh, brotherly love, mm-hmm. like the love that you have for a friend. And then there's agape. And this is the one often used with Jesus. It's unconditional love. It's like, yeah. I am choosing to love you even if you are a rascal. I am choosing to love you before you have your life put together. Uh, and that's what Jesus shows us here. And it's such a correction. And so much of this Advent season is let's not rush ahead to Christmas where we just get stuff and it's all about us. It can easily become that. But during Advent season, we realize that like to actually love, the love that like, changes the world in a positive way, the love that chooses us, is this is a choice. It's like agape love. Mm-hmm. Is I am coming to serve you, even if it hurts me, on your behalf. Mm-hmm. And that is just countercultural to the message of love that I think most of our, you know, it can a Hallmark movie. And I'm not saying not to watch those. Those have the warm fuzzies and that's great. Um, but uh, yeah, love is an action. Agape love is what this makes me think of. Mm. Yeah, Dave, that's so good. I was just thinking back to my like middle school version of love and what I thought it was mm. and <laughs> the way oh I gosh. acted out of it. I remember... Christmas would come around, and I had babysitting money. I was yeah. like the neighborhood babysitter, which maybe some of y'all are come too on. who are listening. And I would always have these good intentions of like going to the store at my school or a Target at some point with my mom and like getting everyone gifts, and I just wouldn't do it. But then I would always get to Christmas and be like, oh, snap. My parents or family or whoever probably got me all these gifts, and I got them 0%. <laughs> and so I, I knew I was really good with words. And so I'd write my parents' letters that were, like, really sweet, and they would cry every Christmas. Like, they were always wow. nervous to open their gifts because they knew I was probably going to make them cry. Walmart could hire you. Sure, probably. <laughs> but with that, I think I, I just didn't realize, and maybe just to leave you all with something, like, I thought what mattered most was the thing. And mm-hmm. my parents, like, I think I gave them what mattered most even when I was, like, just giving what was actually truthful from me yeah. instead of like this tangible thing. And so y'all, like when you think about loving people this holiday season or coming into Christmas tomorrow, um, love isn't just like these tangible things you can hold, but it's like the way you see these people, the way you choose to move towards them. And so, gosh, when you think of people that you love this holiday season, the challenge I would leave you with is like, tell someone, tell the people that you love that you love them, look at your parents and just say thank you. Or if you know someone who's lost someone this holiday season and they're going to mm. be having 
one less person at the table this year, text that friend, but yeah, give people the words that you don't often give them. I know we talked about that a little bit last week with joy, but really just like moving towards someone in love and choosing to do it, whether you feel like it or not. Um, is so much of the gospel. And I wish it I would have, like, I wish my middle school brain would have wrapped my mind around the letter was the more valuable thing, yeah, not like the $5 really target is. bin. So just keep that in mind, y'all. Tomorrow as you're celebrating the way that you do. Um, yeah, people could really use your warmth, though. So, yeah. I love that. Just connecting the dots to as we approach, if it's Christmas Eve right now, it's anticipating the greatest gift. And that can sound mm-hmm. so trite, but truly, like, this is, God becoming a human, limiting himself, and that that is an act of love, actually limiting himself to become a human on our behalf, to live a life where eventually would take on all of our brokenness, all of our sin, and die for us. Like that, that is the picture of love in the gospel. And so in just a small way, this Christmas season, we challenge you to go out and reflect that. Mm-hmm. Um, think of something, someone that you can share love with, even if it costs you a little bit, um, to write those words down to say that thing that's really true. Gosh, and so yeah, good. as you're saying that, Dave, sorry. I know you're about to Come have a on, podcast. But great. I think about what a gift to the world Jesus is. I know we say that a lot, like yeah. at church, and it feels like the church thing, like, oh, yeah, this gift, this baby in a manger, and you've watched the Christmas pageant or whatever you've done, and you've thought about it. But really, y'all, like, Jesus did change the world for kindness and for goodness and for love. Like, whether people, whatever they say about Jesus, whatever people say, I mean, we talk about Jesus, how, he's, how Jesus affected the culture all the time. And Jesus really did like create such a world full of love and goodness. And from like a place where you wouldn't help your neighbor because it's right. culturally yeah. un, like the weird thing we to do. We just take that for granted. Right. Yeah. And, and so it's like, what a gift to the world, the goodness of God and the message that like God's come to his people. And so y'all, I just like really like embrace the fact that like Jesus is the gift of the world this Christmas season. So, Amen. Looks Amen. like a good place to wrap it up. This has been fun. Hey, high five on air. <laughs> Think <we'll> be... <laughs> I wonder how that translated. We just spiked on the uh, the recording software over here. That's perfect. Well, Trinity's shout out again. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Thanks to Steven making the music, Ben Parks and the comms team. True. Putting it all together. We love you. Merry Christmas Eve, my friends. And as always, peace, peace be, be with, with you. you.